Hey, hey guys, welcome to another episode. Today I'm very excited because today I have my first guest ever on the podcast. He's a dear friend. We've been friends for a long time. He's an uprising actor, director, screenwriter, Chandler Johnson. Woo! <laughs> right. Introduce yourself, introduce your promote yourself. Hello, hello everyone. I am Chandler Johnson. I am honored to be here. This is crazy. This is the first podcast I've ever been on and with one of my best friends in the entire world. So that's, you know, that's kind of crazy. Like Cara said, we've been friends for a very Very long time, time. very long time. We glowed up together. We saw us through the (laughs) snow horse. When we were bad, we did not glow up. Like it was so bad. Yeah. In the dumps, you know, and then now we're we're up there, mm-hmm. you know. We're up there, you know. Definitely, you know. I always I always say like I had a fedora era. Yeah, and- he had <laughs> a whole bunch of different eras. I don't even know fedora, snapback. Ooh, ooh, Carlos, she she seen I've it seen all. It all. So. I've seen she, it all. I've seen it. She's seen it all, and she did not say one negative <laughs> thing about. I was each. like, okay, I'm gonna let him go through his little face, <laughs> and then you know, whichever sticks, whichever, I was whichever like, sticks. Whichever one stakes, I'm like, okay, whatever. So that's a true friend, right? Yeah. There. All right. Well, yeah. today we're talking about everything POC, people of color, our experiences, our struggles, white people. Um, we're talking about representation, intersectionality, everything. We're covering, mm-hmm. uncovering everything. Yes. So first, I want to talk about our experiences. So mm-hmm. what has your experience been as a person of color, you know, Generation mm-hmm. Z in the society? Like just in general or something like specific? Just in general, like what has like your experience been being a person of color? Ooh, um, I guess, I guess if we're gonna, we're gonna say it like that, I should probably take it back a little bit and say like, I won't say necessarily when I was a kid, I didn't like know I was a person of color. Like, obviously, like I knew I was black, but Mm -hmm. I guess it wasn't until I really kind of stepped into the real world of what it meant to be black. You know, like uh, I didn't have on these like rose colored glasses anymore, you know, childhood to kind of like, you know, shadow over like all the like all the bad in the world so as I got older like around like middle school and high school you know it's hard you know you know especially um when a lot of the times where you uh you kind of go through different neighborhoods and different walks Mm -hmm. of life where there are majority white people and you can kind of you know, you can kind of see the difference and you can kind of feel the different vibe of what it's like to be them and what it's like to be you, especially when you're a minority in like such a big space like that. Like if you go to like a PWI or predominantly white high school, like you're going to feel everything that comes with being a person of color. You're going to feel like an outsider. You're going to think less of yourself. Um, and that's not on you. That's just... Mm. That's society. So, yeah, you know, just how the world is. Yeah. That's just how the world is. It shouldn't. Yeah. You know, you know, like it shouldn't be that way. Like, you know, we've come so far as people of color. Um, but at the same time, it's like it really sucks how the world just puts, you know, white people on a pedestal. And you know, that's mm-hmm. the white privilege of it all. And I know like some people want to say like that doesn't exist, but like 
you don't understand unless you know you're in the shoes of a person of right. color yeah now like talking about like specific like what has been specific things you've noticed like I'm treated differently because of my skin color like what are things where you're just like well you're fucking racist and you're racist and like this sucks Ooh, ooh, okay wow that can be a number of things um I feel like a lot would have to for me would probably it started in school where mm-hmm. I started to kind of like notice that like certain things it just seemed like or at least to me just certain things just seemed like it wasn't offered or given to me because of the color of my skin or what I look like, or like, even for example, like a lot of the times uh, you won't get like roles in the industry or you won't get put to the front because you don't fit this, you know, perfect picture that they're trying to paint, even in like relationships and like, you know, walking through like high school and middle school as a person of color, you know, especially if your high school is like predominantly white, you don't know if Mm -hmm. people are going to just completely overlook you because that's not what they're, because your skin color is not what they're looking for. And society has built this certain beauty standard, you know, pale skin, blonde hair, blue eyes, you know, freckles, et cetera, et cetera. You know, the quote unquote beauty standard Mm -hmm. or, you know, flip side, you don't know if you're going to get fetishized you know yeah literally it's like can't win (laughs) yeah it's like and then that is like you know that's not even like great you know because it's all like oh you think that you know they're looking at you and that they like you but in actuality they're just pointing out things that they like about your culture Mm-hmm. not you as a person it's not your personality they want you because of your skin color because you have braids because they've heard stereotypes yeah. you know you know mm-hmm. about you so that's why that's why they want you and it's like neither is good you know at the end of the day I'm a person yeah <laughs> a human know? being I know like I guess for me, it's like different, obviously, because I'm light skin, I'm not brown skin. And then majority, mm-hmm. when people think of Mexican or just Hispanic, Latino, they think of a brown person. But really, we come in all shades of the rainbow. So it's like, yeah. but I think, you know, obviously, I've had the privilege with my skin color to be white passing. And I think also, there's like a struggle when you're like, not worse than like being dark skin but it's like people you're like white too white to be Mexican but then you're like too Mexican to be white you know because mm-hmm. I would say I'd have I would have like Latino Latina like features and so it's like okay well I'm not white but this is my culture and so it's like right. well when people tell me I used to get so mad people would be like you're white you're white what like I remember they would call me white girl and I was like don't call me that because I'm not a white girl I would get so mad and then you're like you're white but I'm like but I'm not like that's Mm -hmm. not my identity that's not my culture I don't even know what is white culture fucking apple pie hot dogs like I don't know (laughs) fourth of July fourth like that's literally so I was just like I'm not white I'm Mexican Salvadorian that's my culture that's what I've I've grown up with the music the culture I speak Spanish Mm -hmm. so it's like you know I'm not that but I do pass as and I get like the privileges of looking being white passing yeah so then there's like a difference in like POC lifestyles I guess because when we talk about intersectionality if you don't 
people don't know what that is. It's like the intersection mm-hmm. of your gender, your race, your gender identity, and all those things. Like, right. for, so for example, like if you're a white male gay, your experience is going to be completely different than a black male gay person. Exactly. Because it's not going to be the same. And it's like, oh yeah, we're both gay, but like, no, you get a different experience. Oh yeah. Like black people, they get it worse, 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 worse. Oh and, like, yeah, for sure. Think, like stigma too is a big thing. Like in Hispanic and black cultures, I feel like traditional like church, what's in the Bible and stuff, it's like very heavily emphasized in our like parents' youth. So then it just mm-hmm. kind of like there, it like stays in their brain. And then it tr- they try to pass it on to us, but with Gen Z, you can't pass on nothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like we have our own opinion, yes, we have our own values and stuff. So it's different. And like I would say, I don't know, it's just like you can't compare. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. you can't compare because it's not the same like lifestyles are going to be different people are going to have different experiences and like I don't know I don't know I don't know, I don't know. It, it's just like you can't compare like okay now let's talk about white people <laughs> so genuine question genuine question mm-hmm. do you genuinely like white people <laughs> <laughs> okay wait 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 the wait. silence it was just like Let's, i was just like the the silence like, that's, a, that's a complex question that's you know <laughs> that's a that's a break it down <laughs> let me let me break it down okay okay here's the thing okay i will say there's layers this. to this there's layers to it i don't judge anyone based off of the color mm-hmm. of their skin Thanks. right because gr- growing up uh i have had that you know people mm-hmm. have judged me solely based off of the color of my skin and you know to know how that feels that sucks and you know I wouldn't do that to anyone I wouldn't wish that upon anyone however mm-hmm. however however there is unfortunately because they kind of created it there is racism attached to mm-hmm. white people there is white privilege attached to white people and there are white people out there who believe even like I have met the most liberal leftist democratic left-wing white people who believe that white privilege isn't, isn't a thing you know yeah that it you know that it it's all based off of the economy and statistics and you know mm-hmm. income and stuff like that like just because they thought that just because that they were a poor white person that they didn't benefit, yeah. you know, from mm-hmm. white oh privilege. Oh my God, yes. You know what I mean? And yeah. I was all like, okay, no. That's not it at all. <laughs> That's it's not like, it at all. Yeah. It's like you're born with this white pale skin. You come with mm-hmm. these privileges. And because your family like is white and everything, you're going to be able to do a lot more things and not get judged for it. Or like a slap on the wrist instead of going to jail and like because of your skin color and your history. So it's just like, I don't know. And I think, yeah, also with like liberals and stuff, like people who, because they're poor, they're like, oh yeah, I relate to you. It's like, no. No. Like maybe in like, you know, brokenness, but not in like culture. It's like, it's not the same thing. And it's like, yeah, sometimes they try hard to be us so like, like they, they try like, to relate so hard when it's like no yeah. like just you're white like that's yeah what you like are. and that's the thing it's all like you have to understand like they think that just because they feel like that they have stooped you know mm-hmm. you know quote unquote they have stooped to a poc level or if they grew up 
in a more, you know, rural neighborhood, more black and brown community, that that makes them one of us. And it's all like, Mm. no, that's not the case. And they they use it when they start, you know, doing their hair a certain way, they start talking Mm -hmm. a certain way. They're like, well, I grew up around this when it's like, well, okay, but now you're just using it. Like, that's not... Like that, okay, that's not what, you know, black or brown culture is, but no. you're just, just because you're surrounded by them, you're like, oh, well, I can dress like this, I can do this, well, that's cultural appropriation. Exactly. So it's like, just stay in your lane. Basically. You know, why, why do you need to be us so hard? Like, I thought you guys hated us. I thought you thought we were the ugliest people, and now you're trying to copy us. It's because I think our culture is so rich. Yeah, so, in- so much more interesting. And, and if you think about it, like... <laughs> It's not to go to say that, you know, white people in general don't have culture. It's mm-hmm. white Americans don't really yeah, have culture. Exactly. You know, because like I've seen like, you know, you go in other parts of the world, you go to like Greece and like Italy, Rome, et cetera, et cetera. You know, Europe, you know, places in Europe. And there's a lot of like European, you know, white culture there. However, when you bring it back here to white Americans, it's like there's nothing really you can be proud of. There's no, looking there's at the nothing. history, there's nothing you there can is be absolutely nothing killing, you can be proloni- proud of. Colonization, um, racism, slavery, all like, of it. What are you to be proud of? Like, exactly. What, what exactly. What is Fourth of July? What are what are you celebrating really? Exactly. Like, are we really free? Mm-hmm. Just like getting into the deeper stuff, like exactly. Are we really free? And then if you think yeah. about it, like if you trudge back into your history, you know, during the Civil War, more than likely your ancestors fought for the South. So yeah. and it's it like, just, and who yeah, <laughs> you know, you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. it just it's really bad. So when you when when it comes to that point where it's all like, oh, they hate us, but they want to be us. I think it's just because our culture is so rich, Mm -hmm. you know, and we have something to, we have something uh, to attach ourselves to that we're proud of, Mm -hmm. you know? And then today, even in today's society, we constantly see our people making strides and making stands and making history. So it's all like, yeah, yeah, I mean, who wouldn't want to be a part of that? Yeah, and like even with like talking about like white liberals too, they do this thing. Like I remember in 2020 with all the protests and everything, they do this thing where they try to speak for us. Oh, and I think God. that's when it's yes. just like you need to stay in your lane because this is not. You can be an ally, you can be a supporter, but this is not your fight. The people in the front lines, like I remember seeing pictures of like white people in the front. I was just like, exactly, you're not supposed to be in the front lines. This is not your fight. You can help <laughs> at the Black Lives Matter movement. But it, was just like black lives matter and it was like all the tiktok trends like please stop mm-hmm. this is embarrassing literally You're embarrassing yourself it looks fake it's not working mm-hmm. like, it looks performative it's perform yeah performative activism that's like mm-hmm. I saw a whole bunch of that in 2020 especially on tiktok it was so embarrassing like i remember i talked about this before but the black squares mm. <laughs> mm. Mm. and then i remember when charlie d'amelio she had it on tiktok like her profile picture was the black square and she did not take it off <laughs> no no because she was afraid <laughs> she was afraid if she took it off she'd get canceled mm-hmm. so it was just like like bitch you let them know let them know and like i said speaking of speaking of like you know white liberal leftist stuff like mm-hmm. that it's all like you know at the end of the day when you think that you have allies you can never be too sure yeah. And I found that this out most recently, actually, during the the uh, the Sydney Sweeney 
uh, oh, okay. uh yeah, the whole scandal the thing? Yeah. with her. Yeah. And so I saw so many, so many people who I've seen over TikTok who are like these big, you know, allies, yeah. you know, they're, you know, stop Asian hate and Black Lives mm-hmm. Matter and they have BLM in their bio and, you know, they're pro LGBT and pro, you know, pro choice and stuff like that you know, these people who just seem like they're the biggest, most downest allies in the world coming to defend Sydney Sweeney because they thought that people were trying to cancel her for having a Republican, conservative, racist family members, you know, yeah. because of that, those photos mm-hmm. that were posted, the, uh, the uh, Blue Lives Matter uh, t-shirt that her grandfather was wearing. Yeah. And, uh, you know, make 60 great again, you know, uh, uh, hats that some of her relatives were wearing. Yeah. And here's the thing, what these allies to the cause that they, they what they failed to do is what they've been saying they've been doing all along was listen. Yeah, they don't because listen. They, like, they don't listen. They just they just talk because if action they speaks louder than words. Way louder than way words. Way louder. Like way all louder. words are nothing. Nothing. You can yeah. talk whatever you want on social media, mm-hmm. you know, but like going out on the street and protesting, like that's a whole different thing. That's like dedication. Yeah. But like I, I what I didn't like was they try to like overtake the movement and it was just like their voices were being heard. Yeah. But not the black voices were being heard and that it was their movement, you know. Yeah, literally they were kind of like in a sense <laughs> silencing black yeah. voices like, without even ooh, noticing what they were doing. Yeah, and the, with the whole Sydney Sweeney thing like yeah, people were trying to think they were like you are not your parents of course. Depends, but I like de- like knowing Sydney Sweeney like not knowing her but just seeing like how she is on social media and stuff like mm-hmm. and like watching YouTube videos of her. But it was like fire your publicist right now. Like you yeah. saw, it was the shirt was in. Like you could clearly see it. Exactly the cowboy thing. I was like, mm. and it was just like, girl, fire your publicist right now. Like you knew people were gonna say something. Exactly. Exactly. You knew, <laughs> and like you seeing something like that, it's either showing that you don't care mm-hmm. about it, and you're like you're fine with posting something like that with that kind of propaganda in the background. Yeah. Or it just shows that you're ignorant, you know, yeah. and everything else that you've done was performative because how, how do you see something like that and you feel fine enough to post it? Yeah. And that's what people were angry about. But then you see all of these liberals and leftists coming out because their own fear of them having racist, conservative, and Republican family members thinking that if they went after Sydney Sweeney for this, and mm-hmm. she's like America's sweetheart right now, yeah. what are people going to do to me? And yeah. that's where the fake allyship is created. Because mm-hmm. in an instant, in a second, the moment that they thought that they're, that they created this perfect you know, foundation of allyship for themselves, the moment that they thought that that was being attacked, they immediately went off on the internet, you know, that's crazy. And then that that just goes to show that you're not listening and you're never listening Mm -hmm. and that you just have BLM in your bio because you want to seem woke. Yeah. Okay. The whole wokeness thing, like people want to be woke so bad. And it's just like, especially with social media, you have to have a presence or whatever. So Mm -hmm. it's just like, I don't know, all these and also this other thing, like talking about the entertainment industry, which we'll get into later, but like so many white, you know, racist people in Hollywood 
obviously, but like white liberals, you know, casting directors, they're the nicest people ever. They're with the movement. They're with, they don't hire people of color. They will Mm -hmm. cast. Okay. Like talking about uh, Gronish, there was this thing when they cast a whole bunch of light skins and Mm -hmm. everyone was getting mad because it was like, okay, well, where's the, you know, there's like, you know, diversity, they're black, but like, where is the dark skinned people where like, Mm -hmm. it's just light skins here. And then also with the same with the Latin, like Latinx, like Latino community, it's like colorism is such a huge problem. It's like, if you're just Mm -hmm. darker, people are going to see you as less and they won't hire you. So like, if you look at Mexican news, like all the news people are literally look European. Some of them are European. They just speak Spanish. Like they're not mm-hmm. actually Mexican. So it's just like, where's the representation? You know? Yeah. And yeah. representation matters. Like matters. Like talking, like moving on to this whole little mermaid thing. I could talk about that for what years. Is, what is your like, yeah, yeah. What is your what was your reaction? Of course, angry when people, all these white people were like, um, no. And it was uh, I got so mad. Uh, my reaction I mean when the Little Mermaid was very when the live action was very first announced that Halle Bailey a black woman Mm -hmm. was going to be playing Ariel you know there was already that was three years ago that was back in 2019 Mm -hmm. people were that was like before the pandemic right Mm -hmm. people were already in an uproar you know and then of course that uproar kind of died down because as they went into production, you know, not much was being shown. We didn't see or hear about anything. And then the trailer, trailer came out and people lost their fucking minds for fucking minds. what? For, for a fictional sea creature. For a fictional L- sea creature. Literally, literally fictional. First of all, mermaids don't exist. She loses mm-hmm. her voice from a fucking octopus. Like, Honestly. People were bringing scientific things. Like it's not mm-hmm. a Disney movie. <laughs> uh it was an animated movie like what does it matter if she's black what does it Literally. matter like why are you so mad at it like and, like, they, and then it's like the fact that they said all of these things right mm-hmm. but they swore up and down that they weren't racist i know, you know? it's like you being mad just shows that you're racist it bothers exactly you. it exactly. bothers you like that's a red flag like how can that's, you not see that you're being racist? i hate when people can't see that like they're racist thinking like even if it's very subtle it's like okay well this is obviously i feel like well i believe that nobody's born racist it's like all your parents like internalized Mm -hmm. it's like it's stuck in your like when you grow up that way it's stuck in your brain and it's like changes the way of thinking you know yeah you're gonna see the world a different way so it's just like the fact that white people are so used to being represented in film and tv that once something happens they're like oh what the hell and it's like that's how we feel we're never being represented in the media and then when we are we get so proud of it like white people were so jealous because of black panther like white people were so jealous oh they they were so jealous so mad so they were so angry when black panther came out i remember being on the internet when black panther came out and people were just saying the most outlandish yeah craziest things like and it was like let let them have their moment like it should not even be a moment it should be all the time but like Mm -hmm. this is their moment it's like not yours they try to ruin everything they try to stick the little white s's into something they Mm -hmm. always have to be included so it's just like i literally i literally don't understand like you know it's all like you've been represented like the world was literally made for you in a sense society Mm -hmm. constructed so that everything would be made for you we see 
when we go back into like the 90s and the 80s and the 70s and even the early 2000s, you know who we saw who were the final girls? You know who we saw who were the leads in the rom-coms? All the time. All the time in, in in the in in the more most popular sitcoms, like it was all white mm-hmm. people. And yeah, you know, black people, we had we had uh, our representation too, but we hardly ever got to be in a rom com. We we never really got to be the superhero. We got the sitcoms, right? Like we got the Fresh Prince of Bel Air, but it was really in between. Being having a sitcom in front of a live studio audience or playing the slave or some yeah. kind of like racial like yeah something movie. about trauma trauma like bla- yeah. a black trauma movie and that yeah. when we played so we were either the funny sidekick right and that's how we walked through life and that's how we got fame or if we wanted to be taken seriously if we wanted to win that oscar that emmy if we wanted to be known as a you know a renowned actor we had to play a slave we had to play the maid we had to play a historical black figure in history you know we weren't offered anything else and it was the reason uh it's like people like will smith you know, who got to go through Hollywood and play so many different characters, you know, he really was kind of like a stepping stone for the Black community because he was like one of the first Black actors that we really got to see do it all, you know? And so that was like really big for us. I mean, seeing Will Smith in Men in Black, I would say that was probably like the first like black male lead in like a sci-fi superhero-esque type movie I ever saw you know that was like one of the very first times I saw myself represented on tv where I wasn't just the sidekick where I wasn't in shackles you know know what I mean yeah I think like the same thing with like the Latino community as well like at first we were getting stereotyped into playing maid roles or cholos Mm -hmm. or cholas and like that's all you would be casted for if you had a certain look especially like going not me but like what I've heard from experiences is like going into an audition and them wanting you to sound spicy s so make your you're you were born here but they they're like you're Mexican right you're Latino so I want you to speak with an accent that's exactly what they did so you have Vergara like in modern family she does not talk like mm-hmm. that heavy accent and like she mm-hmm. said there's this one interview she did with ellen ellen girl i Oof. don't like her she Oof. literally she was so rude to her guests and i was just like mm-hmm. watching me but she would mm-hmm. like there was a game she played with sophia where she would have her say really hard english words and it'd be kind of like a laughing like joke and it's like that's not funny that's bullying mm-hmm. Yeah, you know this English is not this person's first language, and you're gonna make fun of them because of how they're pronouncing something. Yeah, and that's like fucked up. And it, and then she even said like in an interview that her like it started affecting her doing the accent so much for the show, like how she spoke regularly. It's like it was like she like went back to like you know Spanish esque and like, yeah, like, just speak English regularly. My mom, <laughs> but like so it was just like them. They always want. They think. Like Mexican Americans are just Latino, like being born in America. The people think you're born over there. They think you're an immigrant. Mm-hmm. You know? So they, they, especially in the industry, they expect you to act a certain way, even though you're not mm-hmm. that. And so like seeing Jennifer Lopez become in like 
I don't care what people say about Jennifer Lopez. She eats. That girl mm-hmm. is a businesswoman. She mm-hmm. works hard. Mm-hmm. When she stepped into the rom-com game, people were like, oh my God, we're being represented. Even though she like played a maid or whatever. It was something. It, well, yeah. she, goes up, she goes to do something like Hustlers. Like, yeah, it's a stripper, but it was a very serious role. Like probably one of the most serious roles she's done. And she got nominated mm-hmm. for stuff. Mm-hmm. So it was just like, also, I feel like she should have gotten nominated for an Oscar because I felt like she deserved that. She worked hard. She should have gotten nominated for an Oscar. I don't know if you ever saw this movie. It's called Enough mm-hmm. with Jennifer I've Lopez. heard about it. Ooh, that is like the best acting I have she, ever seen from her. She yeah. ate down. Yeah, so no, like, and now, yeah, now that she's dating Ben Affleck, I'm pretty sure we're going to see him in, her in a lot more projects. Yeah. But just like in the entertainment industry. Okay, let's talk about this one situation okay uh so Chandler and I were invited to this event right (laughs) we were invited to this event and it was about like a new story upcoming like a storytelling thing for like film and um when we got there um it was just very pale it was it was it was giving <laughs> it was giving blank <laughs> it was giving blank page it was, it was blank. like giving non-purpose flower like it, and it was it was oh my god like it was very pale like, i would say i that was like probably one of the most out of place <laughs> i have ever felt and on top of that it wasn't like because like i don't want to like I don't want to make it sound like oh my god I walked into the room and it was just like it was just all white people and I felt uncomfortable yeah. which is not always the case I mean mm-hmm. sometimes it's the case you know when you're when you're yeah, the only yeah, like brown like- person in the room you know it, it can be uncomfortable but when they start acting a certain way and you see the material that's given and stuff like that it's mm-hmm. all like that's when you that's when you feel a little weird yeah. you so know like, yeah at this event like I blended in of course but I felt out of place too because okay there was also like an age gap a little yeah. age gap but it makes a big difference also because they were like talking and then we were just you know we were just like listening at this event and um they started talking about like you know the thing that they were doing and they talked a lot about inclusion and representation so when they <laughs> talked <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry because <laughs> I'm just my mind is going back to that and I, I was know, just being, never being in the room and trying not to laugh no because me Ch- Chandler and I were both at this event and we were like kind of texting each other even though we were like right next to you. we were just like girl be what fucking for real be, be fucking, for, fucking real. for real like we were just like okay they were talking about inclusion representation how mm-hmm. it was so important in the story that like you know the stories that we heard no representation no inclusion like it was very white it was all white like you had these people talking about how like representation is so important and, and inclusion. it was like the the place that this story took place in that place is a very poc di- place diverse diverse so like, where what world do you live in where this place would just be white exactly and then, I think a lot of times with like film and television, like a lot of, well, for our movie, a little promo, a little promo. Mm. <laughs> there a lot of, almost all the roles except Adam was no ethnicity, no race attached to them. Cause we wanted yeah. POC. We wanted, we had a POC, like all POC like um, crew. 
even though yeah. there's just a little bit of people <laughs> but still. It, it was that was like one of the main things that we wanted because I was like okay this is a story that a lot of people can relate to and it deals with stuff you know we wanted representation we wanted mm-hmm. people to be represented and felt that like okay this is me this is something that I go through we didn't which is yeah. not like the white coming of age story so like when going to this event we were just like um and then we like you can only imagine how the crew was going to look like just white no yeah I mean this was like a lot yeah this was like the precipice of like Mm -hmm. what was about to be created right Mm -hmm. and when you walked into that room and you saw like okay this is where this is where we're starting this is the foundation yeah this is where we're coming from I I know how this is gonna stay there Mm -hmm. exactly and like I said being the only like black person in the room (laughs) No, because they were talking about so much. You're like, oh, we think it's so important. We think we don't. And they, I think a lot of things, one thing, talking about like them talking for us, so many stories like in film TV, you know, they use Black actors, Latino actors, Asian actors, um, Filipino actors, whatever it may be. And they have a white director, a white writer, mm-hmm. a white hairstylist, a white, like that's oh, not your story God, to tell. Yeah. Like even when it comes to camera work, cinematography, that matters too. And mm-hmm. hair matters a lot. Why, mm-hmm. you know, like, it's just so, it's just like. And that's why not, nine times out of 10, they'll yeah. cast a light-skinned actress, yeah. you know? So it's like, this is not your story to tell. Like, even if you're screenwriting something, like, I think we're both as screenwriters, we write something that's personal to us, something that, you know, POC can relate to. So it's like, yeah. when a white writer writes something and they cast, like, Black or Latino actors it's like that's not your story to tell because like yeah this story could be like the basis but then there's so many layers to that you know yeah a lot of people just like the diversity hire just like a pop Mm -hmm. of color and it makes it diverse it was like no diversity is just having a whole bunch of cultures a whole bunch of different backgrounds Mm -hmm. collectively be together Mm -hmm. you know it's just not like one drop of like you know person of color and that makes it diverse like no your crew your cast is not diverse and it's just something like I don't get why Hollywood and the entertainment industry doesn't understand that. Like, how hard is it to is it to cast? Like, there are thousands of us. White people are not the majority anymore. We're taking no. over. <laughs> together, together, yeah. POCs united, we mm-hmm. overpopulate. You know, we're mm-hmm. we're we're up. we make up the majority of America. So yeah. yeah, so yeah, no, yeah, I don't understand. There's so many of us, and like you said, with our movie, it was all like we went in there wanting and knowing when we created it we wanted our characters to be poc you know because mm-hmm. we had that intention of we know that stuff like this that what we're writing about that so many people of color in our generation go through and there are already enough stories where the cast is all white mm-hmm. you know there's already yeah. enough coming of age stories where the cast is all white so when you walk into an event like this and they're just all like Oh yeah, maybe we'll make one of the characters. Yeah, play. yeah. Like, what? And like, I was like, and then when we left the event, we were just like, wow. We had to talk after because we were yeah. just like, these people, like, some people have no idea. And then they were talking about like, oh, this story is gonna be so huge. Like the stories that we're telling, like, is so it's so important. And it was like, I've seen this a million times. I've seen this a million times before. Over and it's and over like again. you, if you want to get especially now like there is a pressure well not a pressure like there is something that you have to have representation now if you don't have representation like your story is not like uh-uh uh-uh like mm-hmm. no and there's 
fake representation and there's real representation. You know, mm-hmm. you can definitely tell like in a movie or TV show, they just casted this person because they're color, color of their skin. Mm-hmm. You know, which is not a bad thing, but it's also like, also like, well, you didn't cast me for my talent, you know? Yeah. And that kind of burns, you know, same with, yeah. like, like the same thing with diversity hat, you're like, oh, we just needed somebody, like we just needed a Latina. Yeah. It was like, well, I have the job, but I feel like I didn't really earn it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like, you want to be able to earn things because, you know, especially if your parents are immigrants, my parents are immigrants, like, they come to this country not only for them because like escaping like the problems of their old country but they want their sons and daughters to have a better life here and to have in america you know there's a so much going on but it does mm-hmm. provide a lot of opportunity so you want to make the best out of that you know you want to yeah. make your parents proud and then you get this job and they're like well you didn't get you didn't get it because of your talent or that your skills it's just because you know we just needed they just needed a pop of color know. in the mix and it's like that's an insult you know yeah and it's just like i don't know y'all need to start street casting or something exactly is that you'll find a whole bunch of people there's so much talent out there and there's so much competition in the industry but it's like look for different talent look for people outside of that nepotism Mm. Mm. get out of the nepotism circle because Mm -hmm. we don't need that anymore we don't need these recycled offspring actors like we need no. something new we need something new new and then we already know the younger people who already have kids their kids are gonna become actors or something mm-hmm. just like a recycled cycle over and over and you over need new again people. you need something fresh fresh and most of the nepotism in hollywood is white so it's just going to yes. just be recycled white actresses actors and actresses the same over and name. over mm-hmm. same last name on and on and on and on and on again like (laughs) not giving anyone new any different or new opportunities you're giving the people who have were born into wealth and who who Mm -hmm. you know whose parents came from the entertainment industry and they already had you know agencies looking at them and agents and managers and stuff like that yeah (laughs) it's just not fair and then like even I don't know if you saw like I remember when Chris Rock hosted the Oscars not that situation but like when he hosted it back in 2016 he was Mm -hmm. talking about like remember when the Oscars were like Oscars so white like they did not they never like barely nominate people of color Mm -hmm. and um and then he's like we just want the same opportunity we want the same representation same with like any person of color like we just want the opportunity because white people get so many opportunities I bet like white people like actors they get so many like scripts a day and they have all these opportunities with black people like like even Latino people they get a story that's really like built around their race yeah it's all you're playing the maid you play a Latino mm-hmm. person like why can't I play somebody that's like doesn't matter like their race like that doesn't make that's not their whole personality exactly so it's just like that's what hollywood likes to do is like base it off all their personality and not just like the story and what they go through when it comes to poc actors so it's just like they need to start when it's 2022 like it's 2022 like you should already know this you should already know this yeah like i said i'm kind of like i'm i know we need like the black history movies and stuff like that like i understand that but like Mm -hmm. we have so many 
And honestly, I am tired of Black trauma movies, mm, you know? Yeah. I feel like that's why Black Panther was so important. I feel like that's why, you know, white people were such an, uh, an uproar because it was, it was literally an all-Black cast, you know? Mm-hmm. And a lot of people, a lot of white people were upset that it was an all-Black cast. But it's like, if you look at, you know, if you look at the comic books, then you understand. Like, go watch all the other Marvel movies if you're so mad. Yeah, go. Like- There's literally... <laughs> There you have three Iron Man movies. You want to watch a white privileged man yeah. be a superhero? Rich. Please, please. When Paltrow, like go. Go, there. please. You have three movies. Like, mm-hmm. like, yeah. But it's like, you know, like I said, I'm kind of like I'm sick of the black trauma movies because, you know, like I said, when is our turn to be the hero, to be the love interest, to not just be the side character? um the character that you know like is in there is in the cast but yeah. like gets mistreated like bonnie from the vampire diaries like cat uh i i don't know how to pronounce her last name i think it's graham is it graham or graham cat graham i think yeah um she her character was not only mistreated on the show but then she was also mistreated you know as a yeah, person treatment like i don't that's on the show and it's all like I just, I don't understand why people have to be so selfish into mm-hmm. not wanting, wanting everyone to be represented. Yeah. And I don't see why Hollywood makes it where it seems like we don't exist in these spaces that yeah. we've always existed we exist in. Everywhere. And it's like with this new movie, Wakanda Forever, I see like Mayan representation, mm-hmm. indigenous culture representation. And it's like, that makes me so happy because like that's not me it might not be my main culture but it's my ancestors like that's where I came from yeah so it's just like that representation matters a lot and it's like these stories especially in like in history class when you learn about it when you're younger they don't tell stories about like indigenous people no if they talk about black culture it's only slavery like only yeah. only slavery only stuff like that only the trauma that comes with it the and slavery then, and the civil rights they want to talk about the u.s president what they did all of them are racist owned a slave mm-hmm. pedophiles the founding fathers inbred, like they want to tell like you that. everything about everything. them everything and then so i want to talk about this real quick mm-hmm. um there's this new movie called amsterdam Mm-hmm. Um, and it has the cast is amazing Anya Taylor Joy, Margot Robbie, Robert De Niro, Christian Bale, Taylor Swift is in it, which I don't like. What? Uh, right. But she's in it, and then Zoe, uh, Zoe Saldana, there she's in it too. Great cast, and the right. director is David O. Russell. I don't know. Have you heard about like David O. Russell's controversies? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why is he still making movies like this? I don't. He is a pedophile. He's racist. He treats people like shit. Like he literally mm. yelled at Amy Adams when they were making American Hustle like all the time to the point where Christian Bale was like, yo, you need to back off. Like, and he's the director. Like how can mm-hmm. he be so rude? I don't know why people are like, I was talking about this with this girl, like this girl today. She was like, I don't know how people can be mean. Like you never know what somebody's going to like, always be nice, always be humble. Like Mm-hmm. you have to know your roots even if you were grown like wealthy or whatever you have to know your roots where you started from yeah and people were like giving lashings out on twitter to margot robbie because she took a picture with david o. russell at the premiere and she was like she produced promising young woman which is a revenge story about this well 
white woman who got raped and she takes revenge for it and it was like very woman empowerment you know kind of like satire it was very much satire because nobody's actually gonna you know kill you know do all this yeah she went from producing that to doing a movie she chose to do a movie with David Rosa because she didn't have to she's very successful she did a Tarantino movie and everything so Mm -hmm. it's like and you take a picture with him like girl I mean, she's Harley Quinn. Like, she's and yeah. Barbie. She's you, Harley Quinn and Barbie. And Barbie. She did not like, have you to don't that need role. that. And mm-hmm. it's like all the people, Anya Taylor Joy, like, it's like upsetting. It's like, you know, this, this man's past is out in the open. He has a whole controversy tab on his Wikipedia page. Mm-hmm. And it's like, why is he still a working director? It's because he's white. He has the yeah. privilege to, with the money, money is mm-hmm. power. He has the privilege to just get a slap on the wrist and to pay people so, like hush money. Mm-hmm. Same with Ezra Miller. Don't get me started on that fucking brutal ass. He's going to hell. Going to hell. hell? I guess he went to Hawaii and did assaulted people. Yeah. He's done like illegal, illegal things. A lot of illegal things. Slap on the wrist. He's they're still gonna do the flash movie. No, yeah. It's like when you look at the Will Smith situation versus all of this. Basically blacklisted Mm -hmm. from Hollywood from a slap that chris rock the things that he said after deserves because mm-hmm. <laughs> it was just like okay at the moment it's probably not the best way to ha- it wasn't the best way to handle it wasn't the best way to handle it but it was like all of that and these people there's pedophiles going to the oscars yeah the worst thing but they have the hush money they like just because you know i believe just because will smith is black he's getting way mistreated than like people like david russell who would literally do illegal illegal things like molestation and like pedophile like and it was just like the comparison like just comparing it is like wow no yeah like like like, yeah like you said like it, it it is because of like the color of 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 Will Smith's skin because like I said you'll see these people like david russell or ezra miller and or just like so many different white celebrities mm-hmm. in Hollywood will do the most craziest outlandish things and people will they'll let it go they'll be like oh it you know oh it's nothing yeah. or you're just trying to get them canceled like you know you're just trying some to get people them deserve canceled. to be canceled yeah mm-hmm. and then like I said you'll see Will Smith who you know was that the right course of action to do at the time no but like how come he's blacklisted and he continues to get tormented he's never gonna live this down mm-hmm. but david o russell's out here making movies still you with know? a high budget with a bunch of actors who are, are not cheap by the bunch way bunch of a-listers at that A-listers you know? in a movie and they decided to be in this movie a-listers by the way they did not have to be in this movie and he's probably he's gonna like, get nominated for an oscar yeah because all the it's already getting like all the hate on twitter like i hate like celebrities will do something they're like oh no well they get they see that they get hate or something we're like oh don't mm-hmm. cancel me whatever like okay I'll, i'm gonna say this some people most people everybody in hollywood like don't they don't deserve peace because <laughs> of the things they've done like right. Ans- what's his name the guy from the fallen our stars ansel yeah i remember i saw this video on twitter where he was sitting at a concert and two people like wrote pedophile on their phone and they showed it to him and he was like and it was like yeah these people don't deserve peace because yeah. they just get to walk away. No, oh, yeah, that After is doing that the is most very gross true. thing ever, like grotesque, mm-hmm. illegal thing ever, and they just get to walk away. Even make more movies, and it was like yeah. And then like, wasn't he in um, wasn't he in West Side Story? 
He was. He was he in West Side Story with Rachel Zegler. With uh, Ariana uh, Dubois. Dubois and um, uh, Rachel Zegler. Yes, Ariana. Who, uh, okay. Shout out to the Afro-Latina who won an Oscar shout for Best Supporting Actress. Out. That was representation right there. That was representation right there. True representation because the original West Side Story, oh, brown face. Like painted them brown. Like, that was, it was literally so obvious. brown face. That yeah, was so literally it was, like, getting face. actual Puerto Ricans, even Dominicans. Mm-hmm. So it was just like, yes, Troopers, that's how you do it. That's how you do it. But like, what I didn't like about what happened, you know, the backlash of that movie is that people were attacking Ariana and Rachel Zegler mm-hmm. because of the the stuff that Ansel had did, you know? Yeah. And it was like, like, like that, like, first of all, you, out of everyone in the cast, you attack the two main POC women. And it was like, there's only so much you do, especially as a brown woman. Mm-hmm. There's only so much. You have less power than, they're men, like, than men in Hollywood. And, and think it about like, it. It's like these two women, it's all like, it's not like they were like A-listers in Hollywood before mm-hmm. this movie. Now, really because sad. of this movie, they have, you know, blown up and such, up. and their, yeah. their status, you know, they've blown up. But like, you Ooh. know... I, 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 you know, I really feel like that if they would have like stepped up or said anything, you know, about it after that they got cast, like in that process of like when they were still doing rehearsals that they probably would have mm-hmm. been fired because that's, yeah. that's how Hollywood works, especially since that they weren't really established, you know, brown women at the time. And that's unfortunate, you know, they yeah. literally they they're not like Anya Taylor Joy or Margot Robbie where they had the privilege to turn down such a big role like that a life changing mm-hmm. role you know they didn't have that privilege they you know in or they if they didn't do that movie who knows what other opportunities would have came to them yeah. especially at such at that stature and then it was directed by Steven Spielberg at yeah that. such a great opportunity mm-hmm. you know so it's all like they had unfortunately in the world that we live in. That is how much power, and Ansel's not even an A-list celebrity, He's but that is how much, exactly, and that is how much power, unfortunately, he holds as a rich white man in Hollywood, Mm -hmm. where they had to be quiet about a situation that they probably didn't even like, and then they were still getting bullied on Twitter for not speaking up about it. This all came out, like, I think when the trailer came out and stuff. And so they they were attacking, they were grabbing old pictures of Rachel with Ansel. And they're like, oh my gosh, she took a photo with him. Well, she didn't know because he had the power to hide it. And it all came out. And then after she was like, I was like, what are you supposed to do? You still have to do a whole press junket. There's contracts to this, which people exactly. I don't think people understand. Like when you sign up for a movie, you have to do the press release. We have to do the press junket. Unless you're Florence Pugh. Unless interest. you're Florence Pugh. And unless you're like, Florence Pugh. Yeah, you got a busy schedule. That was so like, funny. Mm, the sorry, no. <laughs> oh my God, that comes out this Friday. I cannot wait to I see. Watch Don't worry, darling. Don't it's going to be darling. so we're good. Worried. The, all I, I got to say is I, Olivia Wilde is very worried, <laughs> darling. <laughs> She's very worried. She's but very worried. I saw there was a clip on Twitter of Harry, like somebody, <laughs> somebody videotaped like during the screening and they were laughing because of his acting. He was like, I brought all of this to you, Alice. And the people were like, stop right now. <laughs> and it was just like, okay. And Dunkirk, he did a good job. And don't worry, I, I think it's the American accent is throwing him off. It's the American I think, accent. Yeah, it's hard to do. I know that there's another movie. I think it's an Amazon Prime Policeman? original. Policeman or something with. Yeah, where uh, he's like, it's, yeah. like, it's like a gay love story. Um, and I think he's British in that. And it looks fine. fine. It's and the American accent. Good, yeah. 
Yeah, it's the American. So accent. I already know Florence is gonna eat him up. Of course she is. Oh, for sure. Florence. She's eating him up in the trailer. She ate him up in the trailer. Just with the look in her eyes, she ate him. Did you see the Diddy the the dinner party scene that yes. they released? I was all like, I was I was stunned the way that she held she held the power at mm-hmm. that table. Like she was every power. She she captivated everyone. Everyone was mm-hmm. shook. She ate them. Up. She ate them down. She ate them we down. I can't wait to see that movie. Like I Dune, know she's gonna kill it. I can't wait for Dune. Like her. Now, I might because Austin, she's in Dune too. I might watch Timothy, it. Zendaya. Like the cast is just. Denis knows what he's doing. He's getting all the hot people. He's getting all the hot people. Austin, I watched Elvis the other day, and I was like, Oh my can god! Can he tell a story? <laughs> for real, I, I I try to read the book. It's so confusing. If a book has a glossary, then I'm out. Then, then I'm out. Why are you no. making more words up? Because the English <laughs> language is already so hard. Exactly. Like, like, You're making more words up? Oh, I was like, this hell. is just a story in the stand. Like, why does it have to be so complicated? Like, what is this? Why? Exactly. why? I sat through Dune and I was like, I got to the end no, of it. I was like, I don't was, know what I watched. I don't know <laughs> what's happening. Like, like, I was like, what the Oscar Isaac died? I was like, wait, what? what? Like blue what? eyes and spices. What's going on? I, they're like, the spice. I was like, right. what spice? Somewhere, the fan? Hannah Montana, Miley Cyrus, and Blue Eye Meme. <laughs> that meme spice. is so the spice. I was like, the cocaine. <laughs> I was like, but I'm all here look like, Rue, when was when this? Was this? <laughs> the nails, Rue? Rue? When was this? When was this? <laughs> oh my God. Well, Damn, how do we transition? We're talking about white people. Okay, anyways. Oh, yeah. I think that's it for this episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you, Chandler, oh for being in this episode. Oh, you're absolutely um, welcome. I had a well, blast. Yeah. It was so fun. <laughs> I don't think I have to cut anything out, honestly. I don't think so. We're too, like, no, we're so funny. Yeah, like, they're so funny. Yeah, go follow Chandler at it's dot chandler on instagram mm-hmm. instagram follow our movie page at the sky we share prod prod for production mm-hmm. um, tiktok instagram i'll link it all down below um yeah we'll see you guys oh no wait well i might have i'm gonna definitely have chandler as a guest again but you know if you want to be Ooh, a guest, recurring guest star recurring <laughs> guest star you know um yeah i hope you guys enjoyed this episode hopefully oh also we don't hate white people we were just no yeah <laughs> let's, no. let's put that in right there let's we're just gonna say that we, that we don't hate white, white people, people guys we yeah. don't judge anyone on the color of their skin There's, okay majority of, like just some of y'all just don't it's just there's the history and the it's demographic attached. It's just them. it's not. I will say. I will say as a closing argument, it's not a good look. It's, it's not, not a good, a good look, look not in today's look. society. You yeah, know, very uh, uh, something nice. Something nice. I will say if anything, you know, if you take anything away from this, it would be if you're a white person, you're listening. If you take Thank anything you. away from this, it would just be to listen. Mm-hmm. listen 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 to your poc listen, friends listen. listen you know if they say something is wrong if they say something is cultural appropriation don't do it don't fight don't argue listen to them don't overpower your voice with their yeah. voice don't be performative you're going to be down for the cause be down mm-hmm. for the cause and just be yeah really try person. to understand if you want to listen and understand 
like don't try to assume that don't like assume the, don't assume anything yeah. don't assume anything if you're going to be an ally the the true meaning of being an ally and allyship is listening and mm-hmm. supporting not mm-hmm. overstepping and making your own claims and things of what you feel yeah. and what you think is best for the brown community the black community et cetera, et cetera. you know yeah yeah but that's our that's our theme that's our message again <laughs> of you guys <laughs> like the episode you're listening to it thank you if you got to the end I'll see you guys next time.